Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Happy Hour Network. This is the play-by-play podcast hosted by myself, Jack McFarland, and Nick Schlemmer. Hey, guys, how's it going? Well, guys, we are finally back after our short like Christmas, New Year's break. It is 2024, so we've got another full year of podcasting ahead of us, and we have some fun stuff planned, don't we, Nick? Yes, a lot of great stuff in the future. Oh, yeah, and start, starting with today, first one, we are now going to be uploading these podcasts to YouTube so you guys can get um, the video as well as the audio if you'd like on there. You can find us at play-by-play underscore podcast. So this will be the first one on there. It'll be episode 20, believe it or not. We're to episode 20. Um, And yeah, you can find us on there. You can see uh, kind of our faces. If you don't quite know what we look like, you can put a face to the voice, you know? Um, And so, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff coming this year. Yep. And just like Jack said, as, as always, thank you for the continued support. And we look forward to a great 2024. So with that being said, let's hop right into the first segment. Alrighty, guys, we are back with the first segment for this episode, and it is work in 2024. And I can't think of a better way to start off by talking about what work is going to look like for Gen Z, for not Gen Z, and what's to come in the future, right? Especially for this year, some things might change. We know we got a lot of things we want to highlight. And Jack, what do you say you get us right into it? Yeah, like you said, Nick, we have a lot coming to the world of work in 2024. The overarching theme that I saw when doing this research was definitely financial. Um, Just before we get started, all of our uh, data and predictions are from CNN Business, as well as Emily Rose McRae, who leads the future of work practice and consulting and research um, at the firm of Gartner, Inc. I believe that's how you pronounce it, Gartner. Um, So let's just jump right in. And the first things first, paychecks. Who doesn't love their paycheck, right? I know I love getting a paycheck. I know you love getting a paycheck. Oh, yeah. It's always something to look forward to. (laughs) Well, in 2024, CNN predicts that on average, everyone will get about a 4% raise, which is very nice. Um, To put it in perspective, around the year 2021 and the previous years before that, the average was around 3.1%. Now, last year it was 4.4%. So it is a bit down, but still a whole percent better than pre-inflation. Um, and that's the big thing with the raises is it's being caused by inflation, right? As the cost of living goes up, most people's uh, income will go up a little bit to kind of compensate that. So they, they're predicting that's going to happen again this year. Definitely, yeah, Jack. Along with the raises, another thing that Gen Z is looking forward to, especially with our entry-level jobs, is just the standard minimum wage right we're seeing that increase as well and i know the federal wage for minimum wage is only 7.25 an hour but that is it's really hard to find in today's society for 7.25 most people will probably turn that job down as soon as they see that i imagine would you same like i i think anyone would turn down a 7.25 i mean so utah does follow federal minimum wage. So technically the minimum wage in Utah is 725. But the lowest I've really seen out here when looking for jobs is about 10 to $11 an hour. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, no one would take that job. I don't care how easy it is. You cannot live unless maybe you're in high school or still at home where you're not paying for rent or, or bills or anything like that. Then yeah. you could survive off seven twenty five an hour, but like for me and you and any other college student, there's just no way you could live off seven dollars an hour. 
It's just, yeah, that's impossible. Yeah. The only thing, and this just popped into my head, the only thing where I can see that 725 coming into play is kind of like what my sister did whenever she was a server. You could get the lower wage plus tips, or you can just take that's true dollars an hour. So that that could probably be sprinkled in there. Yeah, if you if you had a tip job, I think that's a little yeah. different because then you're getting a lot more than that base salary. Yeah. But if your base salary is seven twenty five, please go look for another job. You will find one that's double the pay, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Chances are you're gonna find that fifteen dollar range that we're all looking for. And Jack, I know we have a couple states here. Um, what what do you think about those? Yeah, so this went into effect January 1st. Um, I think it was like 16 or 22 total states raised their minimum wage. Um, and the number of states that have a minimum wage of $15 or more is up to six. Um, that's Washington, New York, New Jersey. If you have more than six employees in New Jersey, that's the caveat there. That's a, It's very random to me, but I guess I can see it. Uh, Maryland, Connecticut, and California. Um, some states that you would expect right like new york and california i would have guessed but i mean yeah. maryland and connecticut i don't know if i would have guessed that being 15 dollars or more an hour yeah i mean the only way that i can see that happening is like it looks like we got east coast versus west coast here yeah all those coastal areas are going to be a lot higher than where we're at or where i'm at in the midwest yeah and, and and same even out here i mean like i said minimum wage here is 725 an hour so yeah, I think it really depends on how high your cost of living is, obviously, in like, uh, let's take New York, for example, uh, the state as a whole is $15 an hour minimum wage. But if you're in the city or Staten Island or the surrounding areas, it's $16 an hour. And just because the cost of living in New York City is much higher than if you lived in Buffalo, you know, yeah. um, so they kind of try to match the cost of living best they can. And that's for yeah. an entry level job. This is minimum wage. This is, you know, you're working mm -hmm. at a restaurant or at a mall or at a store, right? So this isn't like professional level jobs, but I mean, let me tell you, 15, $16 an hour, that's pretty good for that type of job. I, I do yeah, gotta I say. I don't, I don't, I would not complain at all for 15, mm -hmm. $16 an hour. And, and of those six states, the Washington, I just think they wanted to be in first place here in this category. Had to have. Going with $16.28 just to get over that hump into that almost 16 and a half range. Yeah, like California was at 16, New York City areas at 16 an hour. They're like, okay, we'll tie for the most. Washington says, nope, we want to be <laughs> the state that has the highest minimum wage. We want to brag about that, 16.28 an hour. How much that 28 cents is going to do? I really can't do much in the long run. Like it's just yeah. an interesting choice. I think, I think you're right. They definitely just wanted to be able to say we have the highest minimum wage in the nation. Yeah. Um, For sure. But along with the, the $15 an hour or more, there's also seven additional States at $14 an hour or more. So I think in the next five, 10 years, almost, I mean, I'm sure federal will raise it soon. Is they're eventually just going to have to raise it, but most states will be 14 or more in the next five years, I believe. Oh, yeah. I I can imagine seeing the minimum wage to increase the next couple of years. At some point, it's going to be like pre-COVID where it kind of stops. Yeah, like it should as inflation stops. Yeah, as, as inflation goes down, I think we're going to see a settle where it's not changing every single year by like yeah. a couple dollars each time. Yeah, these are it is pretty significant changes when it comes to something like minimum wage. 
Um, but yeah, and you know, hopefully it does stop. Honestly, you, you, in the long run, you don't want to increase minimum wage every year because that just means the prices of everything are going up. And you're seeing that in New York. I mean, I, I saw a thing where McDonald's is now raising all their prices in New York City and stuff because they have to pay their workers more. So it, it's a, it's a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And another thing, everybody likes their, their paychecks. Everybody has their salary. But what about the behind the job things? Kind of like the, the benefits that they're offering, right? Those yes. Are, those are going to come into play a lot more for those higher level jobs. Oh, yeah. So this this definitely pertains to a more professional level in the office job. Um, but it still is on the financial side. You're, you're going to see a lot of companies start to implement things like uh, employee discounts. And that's like we said, for more of a, of a, a bigger company, not like if you're working at a restaurant, you get discount on food. Um, so you're going to see bigger companies do employee discounts. You're going to see um, money management tools are going to start being offered. Um tuition assistance which is huge for people that are in school or have student loans you can take debt uh debt counseling classes or even investing financial planning all these different money classes that unless you really took a finance class in college that you probably never got you you definitely didn't get them in high school unless i don't know what high school you went to i mean no high school teaches yeah like financial planning so, I mean, it's a fair, these are very important things that will draw people to jobs and I think eventually will become the norm and it won't be like, look, we offer this as our outstanding thing. I think eventually almost every company will offer all these things. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. Like managing your money, knowing what to do with, do with it, the debt counseling, most, most people are always in debt, right? Mm -hmm. And some people don't know what to, how to get out of that the correct way. So I think, yeah, exactly. You hit the hit the nail on the head there with these things are going to become more prominent. More companies are going to start offering help just to bring in more attraction to their job. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but if I was, you know, offered a job to companies and one was higher pay without these classes or, you know, courses you could go through with like things like financial planning and, and offered a job somewhere else where it's a little less money but has all these classes, I would take the job that's less money with these benefits. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people would as well. Yeah, I would say most people would probably go for that, the, the less paying, but more benefits route. Some people just, it kind of depends, like for Gen Z specifically, it kind of depends on our parents, right? Have they taught us anything? Are they showing us the ropes? Like, hey, do this, do that with your money dabble in this investment it kind of depends on yeah. that too so i can see it going both ways but i would say most would would lead yeah towards that. especially because i mean yes our parents teach us everything but there are a lot of people out there adults 50 years old even i'm sure that are still not exactly sure how all the financial work finances can be very confusing and, and very daunting like if you're looking at your like if you have student loans and you're looking at your student debt man that can be scary sometimes and it can be very overwhelming so i think i think it'll benefit everyone not just gen z you know what i mean yeah um, no, I, I agree 100 percent. and the last benefit that we saw it's very recent coming into a law it's a new retirement law uh called secure 2.0 and it is an optional thing that employers can do Basically, they can opt to give you one or more new benefits that will 
almost force you to save for retirement while helping you pay off student loans. So it's kind of a, I would describe it as more of like a program that a company can implement for you that will force you to save more money for retirement and help pay off loans or build up a savings, um, which is just another, you know, peace of mind, make you feel like you're not in it by yourself, right? Like you got a teammate helping you with those tough financial decisions. So that, that's another huge thing coming in 2024. Yeah, no, exactly. Is everything financial? It just always seems to be stressful, right? It never just goes smoothly. There's always some kind of hitch in the system, right? But I think this may help people kind of fight that a little bit. They're talking about starting or have starting, some companies have started the four day work week instead of that natural nine to five, Monday to Friday, maybe just the four day week. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love the idea of it. You know, it's been thrown around for years and years, but it looks like 2024 is going to be the year where bigger companies really start taking it serious. So this is not going to be an overnight thing. Obviously, companies aren't just going to jump to four days a week. It's going to be a very slow, gradual um, trial and error type process. Research shows that when it's done properly, which means on that extra day of rest, people are actually resting and taking the time off, that a four-day work week can be more productive than a five-day, nine-to-five, you know, Monday through Friday, like you said. Mm -hmm. But uh, my prediction is that companies are maybe, you know, once a month going to give you a four-day week just to test it out, you know, see which day, you know, is it better to go Monday through Thursday and have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off? Is it better to go Monday, Tuesday, break Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? You know, there's a lot of things that companies can do with it. And I think each company is going to have to find what works for them um, and then, but then you have those jobs where, you know, you, you have to be there seven days a week, you know, nurse, doctor, you have to have yeah. people there. So there's some jobs mm -hmm. that sadly you're not going to get a four day work week. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, but I kind of think that this four day work week is going to be seen the most for maybe like those hybrid jobs where you're yes. only in the office one or two times a week and other times you're just online. I think. Sometimes having that off day would be very beneficial, maybe just like a, a quick meeting on that off day. So it's really not a full work day, but it's just like a quick Zoom meeting, go over the week or something like I, th I think I could see that happening kind of. Oh, yeah, I agree 100 um, percent. Now that COVID's really over, it's it almost feels like a weird limbo where companies are like, OK, do we bring everyone back in full time or do we stay some remote, some hybrid? And mm -hmm. I think you're going to see full-time hybrid, full-time remote workers. I know a couple of people that work exclusively remote now. And it, oh, yeah. you know, I love the idea of it. I love the idea of working remote, um, doing it from home, doing it when you can. It's like online school, right? It, it's here to stay. Yeah. Um, so expect to see a rise in online slash hybrid work in 2024 as well. Yeah, of course. I know one, one funny thing in it, it, it's it's my dad and he's like I'm not going back into the office until they make me a desk. He's like I'm just staying at my computer at home. He's he said he's not yeah, going back. I don't blame him. I mean, it's so nice like not commuting into the city or where, where he's yes, that building exactly. is still in St. Louis, right? Like it's near the airport, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, that's he's a long drive. Yeah. Uh -huh. I do not blame him at all and I'm sure there's <laughs> thousands of people just like I'm like I'm not going back unless they make me. Like this is great. Exactly, exactly.
All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back at you with our second segment of the show. I'm excited for it. I know Nick's jumping off the walls for it. We'll see you guys in a second. All right, guys, we're back. Like I said, I am very excited for the segment. Nick can't contain his excitement. Look at him. If you're on YouTube, look how excited he looks. He's jumping around. Oh, I'm only playing. Uh, but for me, I really am excited. You know, 2024, I feel like it's going to be a big year. You know, a lot of important things are going to happen. And one of them is a presidential election. It's an election year. Nick, what do you think? Election year. Let's go, right? Yep, everybody stand up and shout. It's an election year, presidential election. I know Jack, gets a, he loves his stuff, and I'm kind of always hiding in the background. I check it out every now and again, but I know Jack loves this, so I'm going to let him dive right into this. Yes, uh, like Nick said, I'm a huge election fan. I Every year since I can re- – well, not every year, but every election year since I can remember, I, I used to watch it all the time with my mom. I stay up all night long when it, when it comes to the day of the presidential election. I will stay up and watch it until it's over, really. Like 2020, I was up for almost three days straight. That was a long one with – all the vote counting and the stuff of the Capitol. That was a crazy one, honestly. So I'm very excited uh, for this year. And yesterday, so today is the 16th of January. Yesterday on the 15th was the official start of it with the Iowa Republican Nomination Caucus. Um, so basically, they're voting for who they want to run against what will be Joe Biden unless he decides not to run as president. But you know, for, former president, he'll be running. Okay, it's going to be Joe Biden, unless mm-hmm. something drastic happens. And I, some interesting things happened. That's that's probably the best way to say it. Uh, first things first was Trump. He dominated Iowa, just dominated. Fifty two percent of the total votes were for Trump. That's a blowout in the political world. Just so everyone knows, if you're not quite sure, like that's like the Dolphins beating the Broncos earlier in the NFL season with like 70 points. It's not even close. 52% of the total vote, you're going to win the state, and which he did with that number. Obviously, I mean, you literally couldn't, even if you were in second place, you you could not win if, if he's at 52. Um, So Florida Governor Rob DeSantis, he came in second with 21% of the votes. And then former UN ambassador for the U.S., uh, Nikki Haley, ended the night in third with 19%. Those are kind of the one, two, three that are in the running uh, legitimately for a presidential candidate uh, from the Republican Party. What's interesting to me, Nick, and you might find this interesting, too, is that Trump won every county in Iowa except one. He lost Johnson County, not to DeSantis, who was second overall, but to Nikki Haley. And it wasn't a blowout in that county. In fact, it was won by a single vote. So, I mean, for if anyone says their vote doesn't matter, right mm-hmm. there. Let's for example, if Nick and I were in Johnson County and we voted for Trump, he would have won the county. So, votes matter. It was 1271 to 1270. It, I mean, it was literally one vote, which I've never seen before. And I and I'm sure it's happened, but that's got to be so rare. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I was I was just going to say that like how rare is that to only win by one vote. I mean, I've said this exact line so many times. Oh, my one vote isn't going to make a difference. And then that just proved me wrong right there. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like everyone doesn't think it makes a difference until it does. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. someone wins, 
a state by 40,000 votes, oh, my one vote didn't mean anything. But if that, it, I mean, yeah. it literally could come down to you. You could be the deciding factor. You could break the tie. And whoever you vote for could be the president of the United States or the candidate or whatever you're voting on, you know? So votes yeah, that, that just... matter. Actually, I remember in fifth grade, I think it was, it was Barack Obama versus Mitt Romney. And our school held a mock election. And in the whole school, it was an exact tie. Oh, wow. <laughs> they, we did not have a winner. It was an exact tie. And so that kind of that's when I kind of learned, like, okay, maybe because I was thinking the same thing. And I'm like, why are we doing this? First of all, it's fake. Second of all, there's it does not matter. Right. Like my, my one vote's not going to matter. Yeah. No, I mean, it was an exact tie. Anyone could have flipped and that person would have won our school. Um. So, yeah, it, it's just some it, it craziness yesterday for me, at least. I was like, whoa, one vote. That's something I just haven't seen before. Yeah, Jack, I just think that's crazy. And then I just kind of want to mention, too, like the next state and territory to hold a Republican presidential caucus is going to be Nevada and the Virgin Islands on February 8th. But everything really starts to jumpstart and kick off for that March 5th. Super Tuesday is what it's known as where the 16 states are all going to be voting for that presidential primary. That just sounds like we're going to go one state at a time. And then all of a sudden it's just all states go into it. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty much what it looks like. If you look at the full calendar, uh, there's a little bit um, in February and then a couple right before March 5th. But like you said, super Tuesday, that's 16 states voting on presidential primaries, Republican primary house and Senate. Some of them are doing multiple. Some of them are doing just one. That's going to be a huge day. That's going to be a day where if you turn on the news at all, that is what you're going to see. That It will be covered all day long. It's And it will be a big tell. I think mm -hmm. after, you know, come March 6th, we're going to know about who's going to be the Republican nomination. Because by then, it would be, I think, over 20 states, maybe about 25. So maybe about half of the states will have voted. And I think you're going to mm -hmm. see someone's probably going to be running away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, whether that's Trump or DeSantis or, or Haley, if it goes like it did in Iowa, then Trump will be the nomination. Um, and everything I've seen so far in the GOP, it points to that. He's sitting around 50%, a little more, a little less, depending on the poll, uh, of the whole party, not just one state, of who they want as the nomination. So I think yeah. we're going to see Trump versus Biden 2.0. What do you think is going to happen? As a very early prediction, obviously, one state has voted. Yeah, no, I, I was, I'm right there with you. I think that Donald Trump is going to continue to push everything that he's putting out to the public, get as many voters as possible. And I think he's going to end up being that one main guy that we're going to see start to run away with it come that March time. Um, so I'm, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And just so everyone knows, we're not saying our political opinions. We're just saying what we think will happen regardless of what we believe. OK, so just because Nick thinks Trump's going to run away with it doesn't mean Nick will go vote for Trump. OK, just just to put that out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the last stat, the one that you know made me smile. Obviously, our show is very Gen Z forward um, was the stat about eligible voters. So it's projected that. 231 million people nationwide will be eligible to vote in this election. I want to say last year it was two ten ish, 
a little less than that eligible. Not everyone's going to vote, sadly. Um, but the big jump is in Gen Z, guys. So last election, 2020, there was 24 uh, million eligible voters. And that that's a substantial number already. Like that's a that's enough to win someone's state. Uh, this year, it's going to be 41 million. So almost double. Here comes Gen Z, right? Yep. Yep. You could win a state just because of our generation now. So we are really starting to get involved. Um, and that that's some real, I guess, power, you could say. A lot of power. Yeah, we're, if if we're, these we're climbing up. people go out and vote. Now, I think there's a good amount of Gen Z that won't vote, sadly, because I think a lot of people aren't as involved yet. I think that's kind of something you do as you get older and move into maybe a professional job or live in the city or live in the suburbs or have a farm. You know, as you get more adult, I should say, right, when you're paying all the bills and all that yep. fun, exciting mm -hmm. stuff. But hopefully we see, we see a great turnout. I know I'm voting. I know Nick's going to vote because I'm going to make him. So Yep, I'm going to vote. <laughs> but that kind of wraps it up for now. I mean, as much as I'd love to sit here and talk about it all day long, only one state's voted, so we're going to keep you guys updated. Don't worry. As the year goes on and come election, we're going to have a full special episode about it after we get all the data back with Gen Z and the number of voters and who wins. That's going to be a fun one. I'm very excited for it. So, I mean, I'm grinning. If, you could, if you're on yeah. <laughs> YouTube right now, you can see me. I'm smiling. I'm excited. So, uh, but that just about does it. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back. We're going to hit you with a game time. Isn't that right, Nick? Everyone's favorite. I mean, got to yep, do it I'm to start the year. today. All right, we'll be right back, guys. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have our final segment, and we are bringing back for the first show of 2024, the game time. I love it. Jack loves it. But oh, there's yeah. a little bit of a twist today, right? Today, Jack is going to be playing, and I am going to be hosting. So we're flipping the roles here. We're going to see how Jack can do with some trivia questions, all right? Ooh, okay. Jack, about okay. some trivia. Okay, now I'm nervous. I was nervous before, <laughs> and now I'm really nervous. Oh, no. Okay, uh, trivia questions. How many questions am I getting? Yeah, so let me explain a little bit. We got 10 total questions today. Okay. And they're going to be ranging from different categories of questions. Some should be easy. Some should be a little bit more challenging, make you think about it. Okay. All right, 10 questions. I'm going to go over 50% is my goal. 50%. Um, that's a good goal. I think that's, that's what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for 50%. <laughs> I think you could get five out of 10. So let's just okay. jump right into the first question. Here we go. What food manufacturing company head, headquarters in Battle Creek, Michigan, uses several animal mascots to sell its cereal, such as Newton the Owl, Tony the Tiger, and a rooster okay. named Cornelius? What Thank is the goodness. manufacturing company? Thank goodness Tony the Tiger's in there with Frosted Flakes. Uh, it's... It's Kellogg's. I'm not even going to say it's got to be Kellogg's. I'm pretty sure that's Frosted Flakes. You are correct. It is Kellogg's. Oh, let's go. Love Frosted Flakes. That's a good start. That's a good start. Okay. One for one. My heart's pounding. My heart <laughs> is pounding. Let's jump right into number two. Okay. A little bit more challenging, I think. Oh, no. Okay. Just have to name one of the two countries that allow you to take a nap during certain times of the work day. Okay. First thought is I have to move there. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, allow you to take a nap during the workday. My thought, I instantly think of Norway and, 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 and Sweden. 
Um, I think Norway, I'm going to, here's my thought process. Norway, I'm pretty sure has very nice prisons. And I feel like if you have a very nice prison that looks like an apartment for each prisoner, then you probably allow naps in the workday. I'm going Norway. That's my gut instinct. I'm going with Norway. The correct answers are Italy and Spain. Oh, okay. So in Europe, Yep, I was not too far away, a little north. Oh, Italy and Spain. All right, looks like we're moving there because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you get a two-hour nap in your day. A two-hour nap? <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, my goodness, a two-hour nap? Oh, now it's a done deal. Now it's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> One for two. Okay. All right, question three. In a website browser address bar, what does the WWW stand for? Okay. And the first thing that comes to mind is World Wide Web. I don't know what I on it. WWW. Is that too obvious? You know, that's what I thought. Is that too obvious? <laughs> I'd say you're um, on the right track. Could be right. Could be wrong. I'm not going to tell you, but. I just don't know what else I would guess. WWW. I'm, I'm going, I'm going World Wide Web. That's my guess. You are correct. It is the oh, World Wide Web. Let's go. I thought that was going to be one where it's like super, like you think it's obvious, but it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Two for three on a good, on good pace. Good answer. On the number four, which Disney's, which Disney princess was Walt Disney's favorite? Ooh. Okay. That actually limits it a lot because there weren't too many. It's got to be one of the OGs, right? So, you know, Cinderella, Belle. Snow White. Is that Belle? Is Belle and Snow White the same person? Or is Belle Beauty Beauty and the Beast is Belle? Yeah, Beauty and the Beast is yeah. That shows you my princess knowledge. <laughs> I don't have much knowledge. I on think it. Ariel's technically pro was probably around that time. I mean, I'm between S or Sleeping Beauty was there. Okay, it's one of those. I've definitely named it so far. It's one of the ones I've named. I know it. It's got to be. Um, hmm. I'm thinking either Cinderella or Snow White. I want to say Cinderella, but I'm actually going to say Snow White. It is Cinderella. Cinderella was his favorite. <laughs> no. Oh, I oh, I wanted to say it, but I was like, no way. Oh, darn. Uh, you know, still 50%. We're doing fine. We're on yeah. track. Darn. On to question five. Let's see if Jack has any sneaker knowledge. Oh, in no. what year was the first Air Jordan released? Okay. All right. So let's see. Don't know if was you watched his the Air Jordan year? movie or not. but I have not seen it. I've not okay. seen the movie. Okay. But was it his rookie year? Because I know he signed with Nike before he played a, a game. But did he get his shoe the same year? Yep. What year? He ha had to have got the shoe the same year. I'm going to say 1982. 1984. Oh. First Air Jordan was released. Dang. Was that his rookie year? Was 84 his rookie year? Or... I believe, yeah, 84. Uh, I knew it was around then. I could not remember <laughs> the exact year. You were close. That was good. I know. I'm slightly impressed with for myself. Not, for not knowing close. too much about like the whole sneaker stuff. Oh. Yeah. Darn. Okay. I got to pick it up. Two, two for five. We got to, got to improve here. Whew. Here we go. Question six. Which athlete has which male athlete has won the most Olympic medals? Oh, um, it's gotta be Phelps, Michael Phelps, for sure. You're correct. It is Michael. Is it 
16, 16 gold medals. Yeah. yeah, 16 gold medals, 28 medals in total. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that sports knowledge. 16 gold medals for Phelps. Oh, that's that. That should be a twofer. No, yep, that kidding. was good. That was good. I didn't expect the gold. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Okay, back to 50%. That is good. Keep it with the sports. I feel a lot more confident <laughs> with those. <laughs> Well, that was that was our only sports one. Ooh, okay. Okay. On to question seven. What are the only birds that can fly backwards? It's a common bird. It's not anything crazy. Fly backwards? But okay. What, what is the bird. only common name bird that you would know that can fly backwards? First of all, that's impressive. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to look up a video of this after <laughs> after this game time. Fly backwards? Okay, common bird. Hmm. Now, pigeons are like, well, I guess in the movies and stuff, are like carrier birds, and they're the only domestic bird. Maybe they know how to fly backwards. Um, I'm thinking of a cardinal, but I know for a fact they don't fly backwards. They're like a blue jay or something. Yeah, this is hmm. tough if you've never seen it before. I don't See, think I've, never, I've never seen this. <laughs> But if it's a common bird, I mean, a crow is pretty common. Could a crow fly backwards, though? They just don't seem like they fly backwards, right? I don't know what it is. It's a pretty generic bird. (laughs) I think a pigeon is a lot smarter than a crow. I'm going to go pigeon. Flies backwards. Correct answer is the hummingbird. Oh! (laughs) Oh! You know, now that you say that, I can literally picture, like, a video of a hummingbird, and they literally move around like crazy. Yep, they can fly oh, forwards and backwards. That's, that's – <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's so good. <laughs> hummingbird. That mm, – that got me. All right, we got three to go. Okay, what am I? Three for seven? I'm three, three for, for seven. seven. Ooh, yep. I need to pick – I need to get this right. Which fast food restaurant still has the slogan, have it your way? Oh, I'm shout out to the marketing people at Burger King with those songs, because that is the only reason I know this. BK, have it your way at Burger King, for sure. That is correct. Burger King. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's so weird. I I was yesterday. I was trying to think of like what it, for some reason I was thinking, what is Burger King's slogan? And I couldn't think of it. But right as you said it, I'm like, that song <laughs> popped in my head. Yep. Back to 50 percent. Let's go. Come on. Finish strong, Jack. Nice you can do this. <laughs> Two to go. That's, this one's a little bit more tricky, I think. Okay. Which is the only edible food that never expires? Boom. Honey. Boom. Oh, good job. is honey. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> I knew that one. That oh, was fast. That was good. I just, I, I've, I've definitely uh, read that fact before. And in fact, like I was just talking about it with Elissa and Colin and them like last week. So that one's fresh on the brain. I can beat my goal, right? That's five for nine. Yep. Five for nine. We got to get this. Got to beat the goal. Last question. Pretty straightforward, but here we go. Which is colder, the North Pole or the South Pole? Oh, no. Which on average is colder? On average is colder. Throughout all seasons, one is colder than the other. Okay. I'm going to have to think out loud here. Luckily, it's a 50-50 shot. Yep, you got a, you got good odds. I want to my okay. My initial thought is South Pole, just because the Earth is not you know straight up; it's on an axis. And I I want to say that the North Pole 
tilts more towards the sun. Um, but it could go, but that I could just be wrong. It could tilt the other way. And, mm. I mean, Santa wouldn't want to live in the <laughs> South Pole. If, if, if the pole's warmer, Santa's going to live in the North Pole, right? Um, <laughs> it's a good mm. thought. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm also thinking like, I know that I know some ships sail up near the North Pole and crack through ice and stuff. Not year round, but a good amount. I've never heard of ships sailing like through Antarctica, like cracking through ice. I'm going South Pole. That's just that's my initial guess. It's my gut reaction. South Pole. Correct. Yes. Oh. Six out of ten. Oh wow. I've I am so proud of that actually. <laughs> I'm so proud. Six out of ten. Oh man. That was good. I think last time that you did me or you had me do trivia, I think I did worse than that. So you are still in the lead for winning okay. <laughs> the game time. That that shows you how incredible we are at trivia, guys. Uh, 60% <laughs> is the is the play-by-place <laughs> high score. <laughs> I think that might be the high score. Hopefully, hopefully you guys at home and listening did did better. And I'm sure you guys did. You guys are very intelligent. You do look must be mega intelligent, I would think. <laughs> so oh, that was fun. Thank you, Nick. Those were some good questions. Those really had to make me think. Yeah, those were good. I thought I chose enough like random different categories. Yeah, those were good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. I like the kind of mix up categories. That's nice the quote of the show guys and today's quote is coming from hillary depiano she said we all get the exact same 365 days the only difference is what we choose to do with each one of those days starting that's a good one we both think 2024 is going to bring some big things some positive things so a lot of people are going to have to take advantage of each and every 365 but that's true we get 366 this year (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, leap year that's right we get that extra day that it's gonna make a difference day. guys Let's make a difference that day <laughs> yeah we got it you know last year we did the year interview and there was a lot of negative things in the world we think 2024 is going to be super positive a lot of good things are happening this year we sure hope so, so. <laughs> we look forward to it we hope you guys look forward to it as always Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate the support. Like I mentioned in the beginning, come check us out on YouTube. It's at play by play underscore podcast. Once again, you'll see the honeycomb uh, red pattern with just the play by play. And the episode will be episode 20. will be the first one on there. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.